how, do you, how many have enjoyed the casting call, uh, you know, and, and how many, amen? How many uh, didn't know that we had so much talent in this church? I mean, people that, that came up here and did some amazing things. We, we talked about uh, the angel of the first week, and then the second week we talked about King Herod, which he's an unusual character in the Christmas story, but he does play a role. Last week we talked about Frank, uh, the wise man, and uh, he came along. And so I, I want to, without any further ado, I want to invite uh, the next portion of this to come <coughs> up. So uh, give them their undivided attention today. Okay, okay. We are now ready to <coughs> cast for the part of Mary. Next. Uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> My name's Connie. Connie, I know. So not the same as Mary. I was named after an aunt, but it's kind of a harsh name, isn't it? <laughs> uh, not like Mary, though. Mary's so sweet and gentle. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come in today and audition. So oh. you want to portray, oh. uh, excuse me, the I role of Mary for I the live? I am so sorry. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry. Just okay. One second. Hello? No, honey, the food is in the refrigerator. No, I'm, I'm auditioning for the part of Mary, the nativity. Uh, no, this, it needs to go in the microwave, level two on high. No, four minutes. No, on high, okay. Uh, can you put our son on the phone? Yeah. Hey, honey, can you help daddy heat up dinner? Yeah. Yes, level two on, that's right, four minutes. All right, thanks, honey. Put daddy back on. All right, dinner's all set. Thank you. I am so sorry about that. My world does not stop. <laughs> it's totally okay. You have a lot in common with Mary. Her world didn't stop either. You know, you're exactly right. And that's why I thought this was so perfect. It's, I mean, I've seen the live nativity so many times. I thought, why not? I could hold a baby. <laughs> Heaven knows I've done it three times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, are you ready to read some lines for Mary? Lines? I never thought there would be lines. Every nativity I've seen, Mary's just staring longingly down at Jesus. And then every now and then she'll turn and look lovingly at Joseph. And then she kind of does that back and forth thing where it's like, and Jesus, Joseph, Jesus, and, and Joseph. See, I can do that. But how about reading lines? Yeah, but she's Mary. She's the mother of the Son of God. I wouldn't even know what she sounds like. Well, I assure you, the lines are straight from the Bible, which that makes up our script. Yeah, but... But what? Well, I've read the script, or the, the Bible. Um, not the script. It's on these two chairs. Um, so, let's see. Luke. Luke 1.30, yeah, it says, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Yes, and? Well, I don't know if I have found favor with God. I would hate for my words in my life to misrepresent what really went on there that day. I can look longingly down at Jesus, though. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, Connie, 
that's what we all should be doing this holiday and ev- every day. I, don't know. I am so sorry. I am so sorry about this. It's it's my mom. She she hasn't been doing that. But hey, mom, what's up? No, no. I'm at church auditioning for the the Lyde Nativity. Yes, the role of Mary. Yes, I recognize that. No, no, that's fine. I can I can come over after afterwards. No, your grandson's cooking dinner, so they're all set. Yeah. What's that? So, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to tell me who was on Fox News when I get there. All right. All right. Love you, too. Bye. I am so sorry. I, I can tell I have botched this whole thing. I'll just go ahead and go. Thank you for your time. No, no, no. Actually, I, I think the part of Mary would be perfect for you. See, just as Mary had doubts and questioned the angels saying, how can this be? I can see that you're, doubted, you're doubting, too. You see, Mary was favored. That means she was gracious, she was caring, she was considerate, free giving, freely giving of her love. And I think you embody that totally. No, I, I don't feel that at all. I think as a wife and a mother, I'm just constantly griping and yelling and always trying to stay one step ahead, but then always failing. I'll tell you what, read Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So what do you think? But the angel said that she was highly favored. I'm just Connie, you're his child, too. Your name is beautiful to the creator of the universe. That seems impossible. But you just read that nothing is impossible for God. You'll do great, Connie. Okay. I think you're right. I think you're right. And hey, I even like how you said my name. (laughs) I'm excited to be in this place. Uh, Maybe just for one night, my, my world can slow down a little bit. And I can just stare at God. Well, you don't have to wait. Well, as a wise woman once said, may everything you have said about me come true.
love this this character, Mary, and uh, Mary plays a very integral part in this in this play, right? And uh, uh, in 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 this story, I should say, not play. But if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke chapter one, and uh, this is the uh, this story that we we the vignette that we did today, or the story that we did today. And I want to look at this. And how many believe that God can do the impossible? Do you really believe that, or or do you do you do you just say that? You know, we in church we we hear things. Sometimes we just say things to say things. How many believe that God can do the impossible? Amen. Amen. How many believe that God can take? A strung out drug addict, come on, and he can turn them around and put their feet on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. He can do the impossible. Amen, Brother Dave. And so uh, I want to speak to you today on this topic of believing the impossible. Can you say that with me? Believing the impossible. Luke chapter 1, verse 38 says this, and Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is a very, very powerful bit of scripture, and it's easy to read over really fast and not catch everything that's happening in there. And so will you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the presence that I feel in this this house. God, I, I, I'm grateful for the anointing, Lord, that breaks the yoke of bondage today. God, I pray today, Lord, that you would begin to pull hearts to you, Lord, that you would uh, begin to turn lives around. God, I pray, Lord, that the words that uh, come from my mouth would be from you. Lord, your word is already anointed. God, would you anoint your vessel today, Lord? Would you speak through me like only you can? God, have your will and way. God, I surrender to you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I, I love this vignette, the story of Connie crying out for Mary in the live nativity, and in the process of trying to do something good, she gets busy with life and distracted. How many know that in our lives, we, in the process of trying to do good for the Lord, it's easy for us to get distracted by life, amen? All the moms say amen. And she's a little bit overwhelmed and literally wanted to give up and quit, only to find out that surrender is what the director was looking for, is for her to say, hey, I, I give up control here. I, I can't do this on my own. And I, and I think studying this, this wonderful mother of Jesus, we can glean and we can learn some practical things that will help each and every one of us. Look at your neighbor and say, this can help you. Come on, look at the neighbor on the other side you don't like as much and say, this can help you. Right? Right? Uh, and, and here's the thing, I don't care how long you've been saved, there's things that we can glean from the scripture over and over and over, amen, and we need to hear these things. You say, Pastor, you sound like a broken record sometimes because I'm getting you, wanting you to understand something. You need to hear this, you need to get this down in your heart, right? And so Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary was called, uh, her, her name in Hebrew would have been Miriam, and, and, and she's named after the sister of Moses. How many remember her, right? And, and, but Mary in the New Testament is derived from Maria, and it, the Greek gets in the middle of that. But, but both Miriam and Mary, okay, Miriam in the Old Testament, Mary in the New Testament, and the mother of Jesus guarded God's chosen leaders, right? 
Miriam, remember she put her little brother uh, was there part of the process. Her mom put her in the water, Jochebed, put her in the uh, put Moses in the water, and Miriam followed him down the stream, right? And so she had guarded him. Mary did the exact same thing. You know, there was there was a uh, uh, decree to kill all the babies that were under two years old, and Mary guarded uh, the Lord, and, and, and they listened to the Lord. And so uh, we, we see in Old Testament and the New Testament, we see the scarlet thread of Jesus Christ. Come on, all the way from Genesis, all the way, uh, all the way through Revelation, we see Jesus Christ's message weave its way all the way through. But, but before Mary ever had Jesus, she had an experience with an angel, and her response to this angel and the news changed the trajectory of mankind. Would you say that? Man, it's amazing what God can do with your yes. Amen? Amen? Come on, can I hear somebody today? Amen? And, and, and how you respond, I say this often at funerals, how you respond to Jesus in this life will determine how he responds to you in the next life. And a lot of people don't understand that, but I'm here to tell you today that, that if we aren't careful, we can miss it forever. Amen? And the Bible tells us in Romans 6.23 that the, the wages of sin is death. Everyone say death. And death is, and sin is this. Sin literally means to miss the mark, all right, to miss the mark, like throwing a dart. Come on, how many have ever thrown a dart and thrown it into the wall and missed the target completely? Come on, come on, anybody? All right, and, and it means to miss the mark, to, to defy and disobey God. We, we were born in a sinful, fallen state, everybody here. You know why? Because Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And there was there was a uh, uh, there was a uh, a chasm between us and God. But here's what I need you to understand: that Romans six twenty three says uh, says uh, that uh, the wages of sin is death. But the flip side of that verse says says this: it says that the uh, uh, free gift of God is what? Come on, say it is what? How many like free gifts? Amen. Oh, come on, everybody. I should have heard this group up here say, I like, how many like to open gifts on Christmas Day? Come on, raise your hand. You're all lying in here. You love the surprise of opening a gift, even if you act like you don't. And it's free. It's what someone has sacrificed and someone has given. My wife, she sacrifices so much when she gives gifts because she wraps them with so much tape. The gift is getting it open, <laughs> right? And I always pray, Lord, get me a pocket knife on the first gift, and then it'll be easier from that point on, right? Um, but but here's what we need to know. The free gift of God is eternal life, and that is through Jesus and him only. Amen? That's it. So, so what you do with Jesus in this life is important. So let's look at Mary and, 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 and look what she did and what we can also do in our lives. And I'm just going to warn you right now, warning, everyone buckle up because this is a salvation message. 100%. And I'm going to lead you, come on, uh, by, the, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I mean, as the Holy Spirit was giving me this sermon, uh, I'm going to lead you my best to, to know Jesus Christ today, all right? And, and so my goal is that you come to know Jesus and that, he, that you serve him and that be, he becomes the Lord of your life. So, so let's look at this story of Mary who believed the impossible. Everyone say, believe the impossible. 
Here's the first point that I want to make right here is this, right here is this. Mary had favor. How many know we also have favor? Mary had favor. We also have favor. So look at this. How many love it uh, when things go your way? How many love it when you're driving down 37 and it's green light, green light, green light, green light, green light? Doesn't happen very often, right? All right. How, how many? How many love it uh, uh, when when you uh, you know when you go to a restaurant and you're eating and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, someone has paid your bill." Praise the Lord, right? And uh, and how many know that when something good happens in your life and you think, "Man, I needed that to happen," and it happened. Yee, that's what I call favor, right? I remember one time when uh, the kids were young, Zaley and Wyatt. I don't even think Novak was born. We took them to Six Flags up in the San Francisco area. There's a Six Flags up there. It's a very unique Six Flags because it has roller coasters, but it also is a zoo all in one big combination. It's weird. But we took the kids up there. They were little. Zaley was probably three or four. No, uh, well, Novak was not around. Wyatt was probably two. And I remember it was hot that day, and, and we went to watch this show where they had the dolphins. Come on, you've seen the dolphins jump up. Go, Flipper, go, Flipper, right? And, 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 and while we were sitting there, they were trying to get the crowd, uh, you know, excited. And we were way up high, and, and, and they said, we need some excitement. And show, someone show us some excitement. For whatever reason, me and Tristan uh, started screaming and jumping up and down. And Zadie's going, whoa! And Wyatt's probably going, what are you people doing? Stop drawing attention to us. I mean, he's that way anyway. Uh, but, but I remember they looked at us and they said, that family right way up there, come here. And I was like, whoo, what in the world's going on? And they, they said, because of your enthusiasm, we're going to put you up here, sponsored by this furniture store. You get to sit on this leather couch. I guess it beats a bleacher, right? And I'll, I'll never forget, man, we got favor because we were excited, right? And they moved us up there, and it was hot, and my, my legs were sticking to the leather. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if it was really favor, but, but how many know that favor is when you, when you order 10 chicken nuggets and God gives you 12? Come on, that is my testimony. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Favor of the Lord is upon me, right? Come on, somebody, right? But Mary was favored. And so let's read this. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, it says, In the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Everyone say Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O what? O what? The Lord is with you. The angel called her favored right off the bat. Matter of fact, in this translation, it says, greetings, O favored one. So the third word that he says is, you are what? Favored. You get 12 chicken nuggets instead of 10 chicken nuggets, right? Amen. And, and, and so uh, out of every, think about this, out of every woman in that area, God chose Mary. Think about that for a moment. God chose this, this girl, and, 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 and he had favor on her. She was a poor, 
teenage girl. How many came? How many know? How many came from poor? You grew up poor. How many, come on. How many grew up so poor uh, that your your family put you and your sibling in the same diaper so you can make ends meet? Right? Come on. How many grew up so poor that you went to KFC to lick the other people's fingers because you couldn't afford to buy your own chicken? Right? All right, how many know what I'm talking about? But Mary was poor. She came from the wrong side of the tracks. She was from Nazareth, which was a nondescript little region, and it was full of shepherds. In modern times, we would say she's from Williams. Say, Pastor, how can you say that? I live out by Williams. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with who I am, right? I know where I belong. And, and, and they would say uh, of Jesus, matter of fact, when Jesus was in his ministry, they said, what good can come out of Nazareth, Jesus? We know where you're from. There is nothing good that comes from that region. But she was undeserving of favor. And I want you to remember this, okay, that word favor. Everyone say favor. Mark, put a pen right here. Mark this. In the Greek, it means grace. Everyone say grace. Ooh, I love that word. You hear that word a lot from your pastor. You, that word grace. Unmerited what? Favor. That's what grace means. It means that that which brings joy and pleasure and delight. The, the, the vignette talked about this. It, I love this. Another meaning of that word is this. The benefit of Grace. How many have benefited from God's grace in your life? Amen. How many are walking free today because of the grace of Jesus Christ? You don't deserve it, but he gave it to you anyway. Mary was chosen because she was favored or given grace, which is, which is that unmerited favor. She didn't deserve it, but it was God giving grace. I'll never forget one time at, when I was playing football, you know, in my, my, my long football career of high school. That's as far as I made it. And I'll never forget, uh, you know, my dad was a pastor, and he always told me at the end of, uh, you know, he would say this, we don't miss church for anything. You better not be late for church. I don't care when practice. You need to leave practice early because church is a priority. Listen to me, parents. Come on. I want to tell you, it, what you, your kid playing a sport is great. I, I, I honor that. I want to bless you with that. But there is an eternal thing that happens. You need to get them into the house of the Lord. Amen. Keep them in the house of the Lord. But my dad, he, he, would, he made this rule. He said, if you are late for church, you're going to get in trouble. And so I was like, I had to go to my coaches and say, listen, it's Wednesday night. We have church. I have to leave a little bit early so I could get to church. And their rule was this. If you leave early for any reason, the next day you're going to run. And I was like, I'll have to do what I have to do because I'm not going to deal with my dad. And I'm not going to, you know, it is what it is, all right. I was okay with that. And I'll never forget, I, uh, they, they brought us over there. And, and the coach that I had, he was a, a great man. And he took us. He said, you're going to run hills because you left practice early. And, and, you know, you're not devoted. And, you know, he said all these things. And, and I was just like, okay, here we go. We're just going to do this. Week after week, we're going to do this. And, and I'll never forget, we got over there. And he, he, he goes, all right, line up. And so me and a couple other guys lined up for whatever reason that, that they missed, and we got up there, and he said, he goes, look at me, and we looked up at him, and he said, I, I want to tell you something, he goes, you can miss practice for two things, and that is number one, God and family, get out of here, and he showed us grace that day, amen, how many have been given grace, you say, that, that's great, pastor, God favored Mary, but I'm no Mary, 
God has, has chosen, God hasn't chosen me to do something great like he did Mary or use me in that kind of way. Some of you would be blown away if God used you in that kind of way. But you may say, hey, I, I, I've sinned. I've made mistakes. I've failed. I am a nobody. Come on, have you ever thought that? You ever felt that way, that you weren't good enough? But Mary truly was a nobody at that time. She wasn't of royal blood. She was truly unknown to nobody. I mean, just kind of out there in the middle of nowhere. But God, come on, listen to me. God majors in using, come on, people that are disenfranchised and people that are the least qualified to accomplish his will. And how many are grateful for that today? Amen? Amen? I lo- and I love that about our God. Well, well, let me show you what the Bible says about God's favor for you and I today, all right? So Mary had favor, but how many know that God has favor for you today? Psalm, Psalm 512 says this, for you bless the what? Oh, what? You cover him with what? As with a so when we're walking with the Lord and we're walking in righteousness, you know that God will cover you with his favor. That when the enemy starts throwing darts at you, you have this favor that God will help deflect those things from you. The psalmist says that God will bless you and cover you with his favor like a shield. I love that. So when the enemy is trying to tempt you, you can be protected. But I love this a little bit further. Ephesians 2, 4 through 8. I love this scripture. It says this, but God. Come on, everyone say, but God. Being rich in what? Mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we had earned the wages of sin, he made us alive, come on, together with Christ. By grace you have been what? Woo, six. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for by what? You have been what? Through what? And this is not your own doing, it is the what? Woo, come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise right there. God has favored you today. Listen, you're in this building. God has not given up on you. God favors you. He, he is wanting to give you the free gift of salvation. When did, he, when did he do this for us? While we were dead in our sins, meaning we were born into the sinful world, a sinful state, you know. And, and how many have ever messed up in one of the Ten Commandments? Come on, you need to raise your hand. If you don't raise your hand, you're lying. So there you go right there. We have all failed to meet God's standard. Well, while we were yet sinners, Christ, what, died for us and gave us grace. And we're saved by faith, not because of anything that we do, but because of what Jesus did. Amen. It's a free gift. It's a, it's a free gift. You've been given favor of God's grace. Amen. I love free gifts. Come on, if you want to bless me right now, come on, come on, give me a free, not a, not a punch to the face, not like that. But I love a free gift. I love a, a free gift. You know, well, you know, why do you why do you buy this car? Well, you get a blender if you buy the car, the free gift that comes along, right? No, I, no, okay. But this is a free gift. There's no clause behind it. God just says, here's salvation. Do you want it? All you got to do is grab it. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is take it. And Mary was favored, and she benefited from God's grace. Listen to me. 
you're here today, you don't know Jesus, you can benefit from God's grace too. And so the story goes on. So here's the second thing. Uh, Mary had favor. Everyone say, Mary had favor. We have favor. Mary had faith. Everyone say, faith. We also must have faith. You ready for this? We got to have faith. Mustard seed faith, not the George Michael kind. Some of you, that went right over your head. This group right here had no clue what I was talking about right there. Mustard seed faith, right? Our, our little play showed that Connie didn't feel favored. That's, that's where faith comes in because I don't always feel like I'm favored of the Lord, right? And Mary's story is no different. Look at this in Luke chapter 1, verse 29 through 33. It says this, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be? He said, hey, you are highly favored of the Lord. And, and she's trying to understand, what in the world does that mean? And, and, and you can't blame Mary. She's, she's got some great news, but, but it's, it's, it's probably surprised her. And I'm favored, but what does that mean? I'm trying to figure this thing out. How many know that sometimes we get a word from the Lord and we try to discern it? Come on, in our own ability, in our own way. We try to reason in our own mind, in our own hearts. And we say, God, uh, this must be, be what you're talking about talking about, come on, but how many know that the Holy Spirit will give us discernment to understand what God is trying to tell us, amen? Verse 30 says this, and the angel said to her, do not be what? Do not what? I thought about this for a minute. If the angel's first response is do not be afraid, you might ought to be afraid because there's probably some big news coming, right? Do not be afraid. And, and, and there's probably something scary coming. We like the favor part, but when it comes to the measure of faith being exercised, we don't like that. I don't like exercise. How many love exercise? Liar, liar, liar. No. Uh, but here's the thing. When you challenge yourself exercising, when you go to the gym, when you get on the elliptical, when you when your workout muscles you haven't worked out in a while, they hurt. Come on, somebody. The older you get, the more they hurt. Right? But you have to. The, what does the physical therapist tell you when you're going through physical therapy it, it, with like a muscle? They say, work that muscle. And you're like, it hurts. And they're like, we don't care. Work it. You have to work it to get it stronger. you got to exercise your faith to get it stronger. Amen? He says this. An angel said to her, do not be afraid, for you have found what? With God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of, the father, of, of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. You know, um, and, 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 and then Mary said, that sounds good, story ends, amen, let's bow our heads, let's close. No, that's not how it, how, it, how it went, right? Come on, you guys know this story. She begins dialoguing with the angel. Hey, uh, wait a second. Time out. I got a small question here. I, I've got a question for you. Uh, uh, you know, um, I have faith, but I understand the reproductive system. All right? Mom taught me about the birds and the bees, and something hasn't happened, so there's no way that I can have a child. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And, 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 you know, here's what we have to understand. Favor of the Lord is great. Come on. But faith plays a part in our walk. It does. 
The favor of the Lord is great, but faith plays a part. Listen, we have to walk this thing out. Anybody ever ever uh, had a test of your faith? You know, maybe you, you had a season of doubt where you were just like, God, I don't know about this, right? Come on, you can be honest with me. Come on, I know there's people in here who, who have done that. I, I have done that. And, 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 you know, some people say, well, you know, you hear, you know, you won't get your healing if you pray and fast. Come on, and you're praying and fasting, you're asking God to heal you. And, and, and you know, that little voice says, well, what if you don't get healed? Well, you know, that, that's doubt, right? And, and what about if, if, you know, you won't be blessed, you know, if you tithe and, and you give your money, then you won't have this money. And, and, and you know, and, and, and it takes faith. Come on. It takes faith. And so, you know, some people say, God can't save me because I've gone too far. Come on. How many know that that's a doubt and that's a lie? And how many know that God can do anything? If he can save me, he can save you. Amen. Amen. And I, I think. Mary didn't question Gabriel's statement like in a doubting way. She simply questioned the method and the details. Yeah, sometimes you got to know the details a little bit. I mean, uh, she must have been like my wife. She has to know the details of what is happening. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. My wife likes a little bit more structure. I like to just live life every day. What's going to happen in the next, right? But, but she bypasses uh, all the greatness of the news in that situation to ask a very legitimate question. How's this going to happen? I'm not known a man. I haven't had relations with the man. Uh, man, this is this is impossible. It kind of reminds me of the lame man in John chapter five, verse seven. You know, when Jesus came by, and he says, "Do you want to be healed?" He says, "Well, I want to, but no, there's no one that can put me in in the water the, in, into the spring there in, into the well." And so, and, and here's the thing: could it be our problem is we're always looking for a man to solve our issue? To give us answers. Maybe we're looking for a politician to solve all our problems. Don't. Maybe we're looking for a leader. Maybe we're looking for an author. Maybe we're looking for a pastor to help us out. Can I tell you something? No man can help you, but God can deliver you. Amen. God can help you. And so come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. A, uh, we love to magnify our problems and our doubts and our troubles. And can I just give you a little bit of pastoral advice? Stop magnifying your doubts, your troubles, and your problems and start magnifying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on. Amen. Come on. Preach with me today. Come on. I need you to preach with me today. One day John Wesley was, was walking with a troubled man who expressed his doubt as to the goodness of God. John Wesley, that great uh, minister, he said, I, I do not know what I shall do with all of this worry and trouble, the man that had the troubles. And at the same moment, Wesley saw a cow looking over a stone wall. And, and, and Wesley said, do you know why that cow is looking over the wall? And the man said, no. And who was worried. And Wesley said this, the cow is looking over the wall because he cannot see through it. And that is what you must do with your wall of trouble. Look over it. Come on. And, and stop trying to look through it and make a bigger deal about it. I love that story. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says this. We walk by faith, not by sight. Come on. How many know that God, come on, he'll give you A to B. We want A to Z. And God says, hey, you take this step of faith, A to B, and then I'll give you C. Come on. We walk by faith and not by what we see. 
Can I tell you something? When God speaks to you, there's always an unknown detail, right? There's always things that we don't understand. You know, when me and my wife got married, and, and, and I looked into her big blue eyes, and she looked into my blue eyes on our wedding day, and I was crying like a baby. I'll admit it. I cried and cried and cried. And you say, why'd you cry? Well, I knew I was getting old. I, I cried because I cried because God had done uh, so much, and, and we had come together and, and, and in that moment, and, and it had all come. But I didn't know all the details of me and Tristan's life the day we got married. I didn't. I didn't know we were going to have three kids. I didn't know we were going to live in three different states. I didn't know, you know, all the, all the wonderful things that I would bring to our marriage. And the things that Tristan would bring. Wonderful things that she would bring too. But I didn't know that we were going to have three kids. And they, you know. Big Mo, Little Mo, and No Mo, right? And, 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 and I didn't know that, that, that you know, that, that God was going to, to take us all this. But that day, you know what? I stood there, and I married that girl. Come on. And I, and I thought, man, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to give it all I got, right? It's faith. You know, God doesn't always give us all the details. If he did give us all the details, it wouldn't be faith. It would be following directions. Right? Abraham, he told Abraham, hey, leave your family, go to a land. I'm not even going to tell you about it. I'll, I'll just show you. What kind of faith does that take? Whoa. So God said, hey, get in the car. Just travel across the U.S. I'll give you a land. Just keep going until I, I, you know. Most of us go, that is crazy, right? What about this? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they said our God will deliver us. But, and then, you know, a little bit of God. But even if he don't. We're not going to bow down to you, right? We're going to just stick with it. We're just going to go with it. Romans ten seventeen says this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of Christ. So we walk by faith, not by sight. We want faith in our lives. We got to hear the word of the Lord. So Gabriel tells Mary, hey, it's not a man. He gives the answer in verse 35, and the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit. I will say the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And you're not to understand all the details all the time. You're not to always understand all the methods. But this is what God's looking for, a submissive heart that says, hey, Lord, I will trust you. Lord, if, if, if man, it looks like it's falling apart, God, I will trust you. A yes to God will allow the Holy Spirit to move on your behalf. Amen. It's not a man that will bring fruitfulness to your life. Come on, I'm going to talk to all the single people, all the, you know, it's not a man or a woman that will bring fruitfulness to your life, but it is the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 says that after we die to our flesh and follow Christ, that we are to stay in step with the Holy Spirit. My flesh says, reason it out, figure out all the details. And the Lord says, take a step of faith. Say, yes, I'll follow my spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So the key is, is the Holy Spirit. The details, he will work out and he will guide you if you let him. Our biggest problem is this thing right here. 
Lord, I got to reason this out. God, I got to know every little detail. You may not know all the details, but you got to have faith. Amen. It starts with a yes. So here's the last point. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Everyone said, praise the Lord, man. Look at Pastor cooking, cooking through this thing today. Mary said yes to God, and we must say yes to God. So we got favor. She was given favor. You've been given favor. She had faith. Listen, we have been given a measure of faith. And Mary said yes to God, and we must say yes to God. Everyone say yes. Everyone say yes, Lord. All right. Look at this. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For nothing, everyone say nothing, will be impossible with God. That doesn't say nothing but. Right? Nothing and. No, it says nothing. Nothing. In 1901, American Standard Version of this verse, the Bible translates this verse 37 as this. I like the way it translated. For no word from God shall be void of power. So when the Lord speaks it, when the Lord has written it, it has power. I like that, and I believe that, and I stand on that. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'll tell you this. If God said it, take it to the bank. If God said it, take it to the bank. Stop doubting. Stop questioning. And just submit to what he's saying. Faith, I like this. Uh, J.C. Ryle, that author who wrote the book Holiness, he said it like this. Faith is the hinge on which victory turns. Come on. You want victory in your life? Come on. It's going to take faith in God. Amen. So Jesus You'll be birthed in the area of your life that was previously dark and unproductive. Like Mary, you, you simply embrace the word of the Lord. That's all it takes is, Lord, I, I embrace you. Some of you say, hey, I, I've been in a dark season. I've been at a place that's been dark, and I feel like I'm, I'm secluded out here. Like Mary, I'm, a, I'm in Nazareth. I'm a nobody. No one notices me. I'm unimportant. Can I tell you something? The invitation today, come on, the Holy Spirit will meet you right where you're at. You, you, could, you could be right where you're at this moment. And can I tell you, the Holy Spirit is dealing with someone in this house right now. You know who you are. Luke chapter 1, verse 38 says, and Mary said, behold, I love, I love, I love her response. Behold, Lord, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Not what I know, but to what you've said. Not my intellect, but who you are. Faith. She didn't know all the details. I have a child. Holy Spirit's going to come on me. What do I do about Joseph? What do I do about this? You know, this doesn't, this doesn't look good in society, right? But she, truly, she rests, rested in what the angel had told her from the Lord. It's, servant means this, submitted. Everyone say submitted. And what Mary said that day is what her son would say later in the garden. Lord, not my will, but thy will be. Not what I see, but what I know. Amen. God give us favor. When we enter in faith and we walk it out, we say yes to Jesus Christ. In the word favor there in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, listen, I told you it's 610 and here we go. I'm coming, I'm going to bring this full circle right here. That word, kerito, 
favor is seen in scripture in the Bible, cover to cover, two times almost. Territos. Teres, the word grace, and other points is, is throughout. This word kerito, which comes from charis, is, is two times. It's in Luke chapter 1, 38, talking to Mary. She is favored of the Lord. I, I was blown away by this. And the second was a huge surprise to me, and it should be to you as well. I was astonished. First one given to Mary, the second one is written about you and me. Think about that for a minute. You and me. Well, well, Pastor, where's it at? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6 says this. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted. Everyone say accepted. That word accepted is that same word. Favored in the beloved. You can, you can change it. Made us favored in the beloved. Accepted, favored. That means this. That God is pursuing honor. I've messed up, Pastor. You don't know my story. Oh, it doesn't matter. You don't deserve it. God said, hey, I got a free gift for you. I've got this thing called eternal life. Can I tell you today, God is pursuing you. In Revelation, Jesus is sitting there talking about him being amongst the churches, and he is, it says that to the church at Laodicea, he is sitting there, and he is knocking on the door, saying, let me in. And today he's knocking on your heart. He's saying, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It doesn't matter where you come from. Oh, pastor, I, you don't know what I did last night. It doesn't matter. God loves you. He cares about you. You were here not by accident, but by divine appointment. Listen to me, that tug that you feel in your heart right now, that's not me being a good speaker. That's the Holy Spirit dealing with you. The Word of God tugging at you saying, hey, try me. Try me. I dare you. Tugging saying, hey, hey, you, 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 I'm still working on you. I, I'm, I still believe in you. I still want to draw you to me. That's the measure of faith. He's saying, I, I have plans for you. You have to respond in faith saying yes with all heads bowed and all eyes closed. Romans 10.9 says this. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will 